Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. They're very talented. Their pitching staff is probably as good as anyone in the league. Their numbers are great. They have three really talented starters with big arms, pro guys. They're going to pitch in professional baseball probably for a long time. Got a good bullpen, good mix out there. And, you know, they've got four or five starters out and got hurt back. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're solid. So they're like every team in the league. They're, uh, they're just really good. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors broadcasting live from Fayetteville next to Baumwalker Stadium. Got Joe Franklin back in the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been an easy Friday show, and we just got one hour left. So we are going to be cruising into the weekend and having a lot of fun doing it. But we know that uh, with all the stuff going up on the Hill, spring football has a lot of people's attention and just the football season in general and knowing that that's big. And uh, it's just one of the many things going on in the Hill because we know a lot of fans are going to be heading up for Arkansas and Tennessee. Big SEC series here in Baumwalker. They got Joe, I even checked out out here at Baumwalker. I can see them. The fans, they were already lining up out at the hog pen. But now, at this point in time, which we're talking about, what is it, four hours until first pitch, the line is already wrapped around the entire fence all the way back to the other side of the stadium. People just waiting to get into the hog pen. So I, I think it's safe to say people are pretty excited about this series and uh, wanting, uh, wanting to take care of business. And for the game tonight, cool. Arkansas, according to Bet Saracen, is favored by 1.5, and, and the over-under is 10.5. So they expect uh, a really competitive game and maybe a lot of runs scored yeah they are yeah they are and i'm uh i'm looking forward to just you know seeing these two teams go out because last time they played was in the sec championship game in the tournament uh back in 2021 which we also know what happened in the regular season but uh both teams are are, are quality team any team in the sec is always going to be quality but uh tennessee has done a really good job defensively the, their pitching has been really good but we know arkansas's offense has also been pretty strong so should be a really intriguing matchup which i'll be shocked if Anyone sweeps the other. I, I just don't see that happening. This is going to be a 2-1 series regardless of how it goes. But let's learn more about the Tennessee Volunteers and the type of season that they're having as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline and welcome in Eric Kane, who does all things for the Tennessee Volunteers but covers them for VolQuest.com, for the On3 Network, as well as the host of Locked On Vols. And, Eric, it's been a while, but we appreciate you joining us, man. How are you doing this afternoon? Hey, man, I really appreciate you having me on. Doing well. Good, good. Well, we know that uh, you know, we're, we're excited about this baseball series, and I know you're pretty excited about this baseball series. These two teams, anytime they meet, there's always going to be some, some energy. But before we get into the game itself, I'm curious to get your, your thoughts, because Tennessee, of course, we know last year won 57 games, was one of the most, if not the most dominant team in college baseball, and getting to the Super Regional fell short, which was a disappointment to, to most Vols fans. But coming back this year, uh, just how has it gone so far? Has this been about what you've expected out of the volunteer baseball team? And uh, just kind of what's been the storyline for Tennessee so far this season? Well, I mean, you look at the uh, – you kind of look at their schedule, look at their overall record. You know, they're under 500 in SEC play, and they've, they've dropped some games. And, you know, they, they opened up SEC play being swept at Missouri, which wasn't good. Um, there's so much talent that's on this roster. I mean, obviously, great pitching. There, there's great hitting. There's a lot of young players. Um, bullpen's one of the best in college baseball. So there's so much talent on this roster. But at the end of the day, I mean, you lost eight position players from last year's team. I mean, you 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 are replacing pretty much your entire starting lineup 
um, outside of the you know some pitchers that you know you know very very well. So it's a different team, and they're they're trying to figure it out. And there's been a lot of growing pain uh, over the course of the season so far, trying to figure out you know who fits best where in the outfield, trying to figure out stability behind the plate, trying to figure out the order and the lineup and all that good stuff. Um, what's been a little disappointing uh, is that at times the defense uh, has lagged. They've been making some errors and 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 not helping their starting pitchers out who. We all know their names. They were fantastic All-Americans last year, but have, have struggled to, to, to begin Southeastern Conference play this year. You know, Chase Dolander is going to be one of the top draft picks this summer. and He's, he's phenomenal. Um, he would like to work further in games so far, and he's not been doing that as well to date. Chase Burns is slumping really, really hard right now, but uh, tremendous talent, a lot of velo on that fastball. So it's been a work in progress for Tennessee. Still has all the talent in the world. They have the ingredients. Uh, to turn it on late and make a nice run, obviously, in the SEC tournament, regional, super regional, and all that. But uh, they, they've got to find some answers. And winning a series at Arkansas would do wonders for Tennessee this weekend. Who are some of those players that have been key additions to the lineup this season? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, you know, obviously, Blake Burke, um, he, he came on and was a DH for about half the season last year. He's now the full-time first baseman. He's He's your slugger. Um, he's got over 10 home runs. I think he's had 12 home runs so far this year. So he's been a great addition to the everyday lineup. Uh, Zane Denton has come over from Alabama, and uh, he can hit all across the order. But the third baseman, I think, is really flourished, switch hitting uh, in the bottom third of the order. Griffin Merritt uh, coming over. He was the AAC Player of the Year for the Cincinnati Bearcats last year. And he was struggling big time a couple weeks ago, 0 for 20. Uh, at points and times, but his last three games, he's hit three home runs, and it looks like he's uh, coming back and adding a, a power back to that order, so that's been good. Of course, Maui Ahuna coming over from uh, Kansas uh, is a guy that uh, is going to be a really high draft pick as well, uh, defensive wizard at the at the shortstop position and, and trying to find some consistency with his bat in the order. So those are a few of those players. Uh, Jared Dickey is now an everyday player that will catch some, play outfield, um, but, yeah, there's been there, there's really good talent on this roster and a couple of additions uh, by way of the transfer portal that's helped Tennessee. Eric, uh, I'm looking at uh, just the numbers and, and everything to go along with, whether it's the ERA and, and how Tennessee has been able to, to really stifle some teams and, and, and play really well on that front. Uh, just We know the pitching's there, but as far as the defense goes, I feel like that maybe is something that isn't get talked enough about in college baseball. Arkansas had a great uh, defense last year. Uh, they needed the pitching to go along with it, too. But as far as Tennessee's defense themselves, has it been something that uh, has been kind of carrying them, or has it been more just about the great pitching that they've been able to have to keep these teams from scoring so many runs against them? Well, I mean, at times the defense has been bad. I'm going I'm to be completely honest with you. Um, you know, Blake Burke, who I just mentioned, a really, really good player. But, I mean, he's made eight errors at first base, which is, you know, that's, that's not ideal. You know, for incredible as Maui Ahuna is at, at shortstop, and, again, he's got a big league glove. Uh, he's made, uh, you know, four errors at four really bad times so far this season. No one's going to be perfect, don't get me wrong, but I think Tennessee making some defensive errors and, and a lot of plays, too, where I know sometimes it's just baseball, but you know, you're camped up under an infill fly and, and nobody's communicating and, and trying to, you know, make that out. You know, that came back and got a big time against LSU, one time against uh, Missouri as well. So, uh, you know, Tennessee has hurt itself a lot of times so far this year with some with some poor defensive play and uh, some base running mistakes as well. And, you know, Tony Vitello's team, since he's been at Tennessee, they, they've always been super aggressive on the base pass. But um, early on in SEC play, man, they were, they were taking themselves out off the bases a couple times just running into outs. So, uh, again, if, if, if you want to ask me what's been a little underwhelming maybe about Tennessee, it would be those aspects where, again, there's still super, so much talent. There's a lot of young talent. They've got depth. Um, you feel good about those arms that you have and knowing what they're capable of. Uh, so at points in time, the defense has just not been what it needs to be. But I will say this, uh, the last two series, they, they've looked pretty sharp defensively, and so playing better at the right time. How tough has the schedule been this year? Uh, Tennessee has played LSU, who's number one on the road, and uh, a number of the losses come on the road. But the schedule overall seems like it's been a bit tough this year, now getting into this series with Arkansas this weekend. Now listen, I know everybody listening right now is, is not going to feel sorry for any Tennessee fan fans. <laughs> it's still like I understand it, life in the SEC, right? But, yeah, I mean, Tennessee, uh, again, started on the road in Missouri, and it was 
just brutal weather. Came back home and swept A&M, which was good to see. And then you entered the stretch where you were at number one LSU. Tennessee dropped two of three. You came back home against Florida. Tennessee dropped two of three. You're now at number five Arkansas. The huge series coming up. Next weekend, you've got Vanderbilt at home, and we know how challenging the Commodores are. Um, you actually kind of get a break, if you want to call it that, the following weekend against Mississippi State. Uh, and then you have Georgia, and then you end the season against Kentucky uh, in South Carolina, who have had good starts to SEC play as well. So it's been pretty challenging. But again, you're not going to get any remorse from any opposing fan base because that's life in the SEC, in football and baseball, women's basketball as well. Uh, it was good for Tennessee to go on the road at the beginning of the year uh, to play in the MLB Four, uh, you know, classic. Played against Arizona, went to Grand Canyon, lost that game three to four, but played in, cr- in front of an incredible environment, about seven thousand fans screaming their heads off all night long, playing at LSU. And I think being in those environments where Tennessee's not fared well on the road so far this year, but playing in front of those hostile environments, I think it's going to be something that prepares them for what's to come this weekend because, of course, it's going to be a, a ruckus environment at Arkansas, no doubt. Speaking with Eric Kane, who covers the Tennessee Volunteers for VolQuest.com, as well as the host of the Locked On Vols Network here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline. Uh, Eric, so the, the pitching situation is a fascinating one because it looks like there's doing some changes with Tennessee, and uh, there's been some pitchers that haven't been officially announced as far as if they'll be going on Saturday and Sunday and all that. But uh, just kind of using educating guessing, what do you think the pitching rotation is going to look like this weekend and uh, maybe some of the reasons why uh, Tony Vitello is trying to make some adjustments in going into this series compared to what he's had in previous series? Yeah, a lot of TBAs, right, on, on, on both sides. <laughs> Always fun to kind of see that in SEC play. But um, I said a little earlier, you know, Chase Dolander, again, he's going to be a high draft pick. He is, he is a good player. Um, you know, his numbers don't look all that bad. But he's he's not been pitching as, as far into games as he needs to be. His, his pitch count's been run up really, really high. And, again, some of that you can credit to support defense behind him. Um, he pitched really, really well on Saturdays a year ago and just trying to shake some things up. And it looks like they're probably going to go with him on Saturday. Uh, and tonight, you know, Chase Burns, who is normally the Game 2 starter, he's just really struggled in, in league play so far this year. He's got an 0-3 record in league play. He's got an ERA that's north of 11. Um, he's just He's been leaving. He relies on his fastball and his slider. And when you have a slider that is all over the plate and a fastball that's thrown right down the pipe at you know, 97, 98 miles an hour, you know, hitters in this league are going to take advantage. So, you know, Chase Burns, who will be one of the higher draft picks in 2024, Looks like he's going to come out of the bullpen this weekend, try to get his head on straight a little bit. Tremendous talent, but just trying to shake things, trying to shake some things up and give Tennessee an opportunity to where you're not trying to salvage series in Game Three and try to go win those series in Games One and Game Two. So tonight it's going to be Andrew Lindsay, who's been a reliever for Tennessee, but arguably has the best stuff of any Tennessee pitcher. Uh, he pitched for Charlotte as a starter in 2021. Took the 2022 season off and then is now with Tennessee. He's been really good out of the pen, but you're going to get Andrew Lindsay tonight, and then I would assume you get Chase Dolander on uh, Saturday, and then Drew Beam, who has really been steady Eddie for Tennessee the last two years. He'll be the Sunday starter, and, and that's still a really, really good rotation with Chase Burns coming out of the bullpen, and then guys like Candon Sewell and, and Seth Halverson as well, who can come on and pitch multiple innings out of the Tennessee bullpen. A lot of similarities with Tennessee and Arkansas as far as turnover with the position players, but Arkansas, in addition to that, has been dealing with some injuries to the pitching staff. How do you see the matchup for this weekend between Arkansas and Tennessee? Yeah, there's. I mean, it's, it's a lot of injuries there on Arkansas' side. I mean, losing some guys like Jackson Wiggins is just horrible, and, and Cody Frank, a, a big addition, coming over from um, Nebraska and you know being sidelined for considerable time. You know Brady Taggart as well, the closer is out. To my understanding, for at least a couple more weeks, Arkansas is certainly going through it. Um, I, I just think overall, I mean this this is going to be a really good series. I think there's opportunity for Tennessee again because of the uncertainty of the arms, if you will. And, and the same could be said for Arkansas right now. To be completely honest with you, um, obviously I'm more uh, I, I know everything about the Tennessee baseball team, so. Uh, you know, looking at their stats and kind of who they are, I kind of look at it, I think that's a really good opportunity for Tennessee to take advantage of that, try to work the starting pitchers count up, get into that bullpen. And if you can get into the bullpen, I mean, especially for Tennessee, I think that 
you know, with the offense and the quality of depth in that lineup that they've built over the season, um, I'll, you got to like it if you're Tony Botello. But, again, the same can be said for, you know, those guys in the order for Arkansas who, you know, put together top to bottom a really solid lineup uh, with some of those guys. So I think it's going to be a really good series. I, like you guys, don't believe it's going to be a sweep one way or the other. Uh, I think it can be some contested baseball games uh, over the weekend. And, you know, Tennessee needs this series, again, in, in the worst way because of the losses to LSU and Florida in recent weeks. So they're going to be hungry and try to come out uh, victorious on the road. Eric, I also want to ask you a little bit about the elephant in the room. We know that uh, what happened the the last time these two teams met in a series, they're in Knoxville and uh, with Vitello and Dave Van Horn and and the craziness that went along with it. And since that point, there's just been a lot more. There was always a little bit of an animosity, but it really got revved up to another level with the fan bases and everything. But at least on this side of things, and uh, Dave Van Horn has talked about it, it's no big deal. They're cool. They hang out. They drink wine together. They enjoy each other's. Uh, company and everything, like all that's great. But we see it here in Arkansas. How do you see it? And everybody in Tennessee view Arkansas, view Dave Van Horn, view that feud. Is it overblown, or is it have some legitimacy of how people feel over there in Knoxville? Well, I mean, I think in the grand scheme of things, it's probably overblown a little bit. But um, I mean, we're not going to forget those two head coaches at Lindsey Nelson Stadium a couple years ago. Once the game has gone final, I mean, they are. They are just getting after it right there in front of home plate. <laughs> you know, and so Tennessee fans remember seeing that. And, um, you know, obviously the passion from the Tennessee fan side, the Arkansas fan side, it kind of, kind of just fuels all this, right? But, I mean, these guys have, you know, coached together for a long time. They know each other very, very well. They have a ton of respect for one another. And, you know, I heard, uh, you know, comments made this week. And yeah, it could be overblown a little bit, but at least from the Tennessee side, this is one of those series, obviously, you know, when the schedule came out, you circle it. You know, you're going to Arkansas. It's one that every Tennessee fan wants to come out victorious and, and kind of have that last day, if you will, here, you know, for the regular season portion of 2023. So they might be on good terms, but, you know, on this side of it, it's probably, it, it's probably one that Tennessee fans want to, want to get after. And obviously, I, you know, that, you know, Tony Botello wants to win it for sure, uh, because Arkansas got the better of it back in 2021. Also, Eric, uh, with, uh, you know what you talk about. I think there's a, this, it's all makes sense and everything. But is there a particular team in the SEC that Tennessee fans hate the most? Is it, is it Arkansas? Is that kind of the thing that they go after more so, or is it we just hate everybody equally? <laughs> well, Tennessee fans hate everybody, right? And, uh, and a lot of fan bases across the SEC uh, probably do as well. Uh, Tennessee baseball fans do not like Arkansas. Tennessee baseball fans. Definitely don't like Vanderbilt, um, so it's pretty close between the two. It might be more towards Vanderbilt simply because you play him every single year. Vanderbilt's been so good. Um, he's got a skipper that's not very popular in the eyes of Tennessee fans, so it might be Vanderbilt a little bit more, but hey, Van Horn in, in Arkansas, certainly high on that list, and if they're not number one, they're probably 1B in the eyes of Tennessee fans. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of similarities between Arkansas and Tennessee, as much as the fans may not like to admit it, but there are programs that seem to have animosity towards everybody pretty equally. Where you know, in all the sports, they, they they are pretty good at and they have success in in their own right, but they also really don't have like one true rival. And maybe I'm speaking out of the line here for Tennessee, but I feel like there's a lot more similarities between these two schools than maybe the fan bases would like to admit. Oh, I agree with that wholeheartedly, right? Um, and, and again, that's a credit to the, the, the passion from, from both fan bases. Um, just hungry for a winner and hungry to be an all-sports school, right? I mean, football and, and men's basketball and, and baseball and, and women's basketball as well. I mean, Arkansas and Tennessee are both you know pretty well-rounded in those regards. When you talk Tennessee football, it really depends on the demographic you're asking the question to. You know, my demographic might say Florida is the biggest rival for Tennessee. Uh, my elders might would definitely say it's Alabama or Vanderbilt because again Tennessee plays Vanderbilt every year. Tennessee plays Alabama every single year. Um, you know some of the some of the newer Tennessee fans might even say Georgia right now because of what Kirby Smart's doing down there. So I would completely agree with that for sure. Um, you know, whenever you have two programs that have been in the Southeastern Conference and the same conference for as long as these two have, you're going to develop hatred for some other fan bases, but. I do think there are some similarities between Tennessee and Arkansas in that regard. 
Eric, uh, before we let you get out of here, I know we talked baseball, but real quick, just uh, volunteer football, man. They had a great year this past season, and the expectations have never been higher, but how's everything going in spring ball, and what uh, what are Vol fans expecting to happen this upcoming season uh, and, and the second year uh, of their uh, of their guy that I'm sure he could he could run for governor right now and probably win. Yeah, no doubt. Josh Hopple can do no wrong right now, and you know coming in and uh, seven and five record uh, in year one, and then flipping it around a ten and two record with an Orange Bowl victory over uh, Clemson and Miami. It's it's got everybody really really excited, and you know understandably you're going to lose so much talent from last year's team. Hendon Hooker who um, in my opinion, should have been a Heisman finalist. Uh, Darnell Wright, who's going to be a first-round draft pick. Jalen Hyatt, who won the Bolitnikoff. Cedric Tillman. Uh, Byron Young. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But, you know, it's, it's to a point now, and you're seeing it in spring practice right now, to where the depth has improved so much in two years with Josh Heifel. And credit to the transfer portal as well. It can take away, but it also can give us, and it's give us Tennessee a little bit. Um, you're in such a better spot now to – to contend with those other teams in the Southeastern Conference. Are you all the way there yet in terms of a roster standpoint? No, but you are so much further along. And so, looking at 2023, I mean, you know, Tennessee fans are probably expecting a little bit of a drop-off just because of everything that you have lost, but certainly going to be contending to win nine games, maybe ten games, and uh, we'll have to see because there's a whole lot of talent coming back. So, uh, a lot of excitement for Tennessee spring football right now in the orange and white game. That is tomorrow at Neyland Stadium. Well, Eric, we really appreciate you joining us. Sounds like it's going to be another big weekend, too, there in Knoxville with football going on. But baseball certainly will be pretty entertaining between these two teams. But enjoy the weekend, man. Enjoy the spring. And I know we'll be catching up with you later down the road. I appreciate it, guys. Hoping for a great baseball series. Looking forward to watching it. Y'all have a good one. Absolutely. You, too. Again, that was Eric Kane covering the Tennessee Volunteers for VolQuest.com as well as the Locked On Balls podcast. We'll take a commercial break and come back with more Out of Bounds on the Easy Friday show, so stay with us. If you don't already have the Bet Saracen Sports Wager app, download it today from the app stores or go to BetSaracen.com. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Arkansas Athletics are set for a big weekend as baseball, softball, and football are all in action on the hill. We'll start in baseball where Arkansas is hosting 16th-ranked Tennessee for a three-game series starting tonight and ending on Sunday. First pitch tonight is set for seven. Coverage can be heard on the buzz. Arkansas softball is hosting UAB for a three-game series starting tonight and ending on Sunday. First pitch for that game is set for six. Arkansas football spring game is set to kick off at noon tomorrow. Coverage for that game can be heard on the buzz. And the Arkansas Travelers will be in action again today against the Springfield Cardinals. The Travelers are off to a 5-1 start after dropping their first game yesterday. First pitch tonight is set for 7. Coverage for that game can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Companies are shifting their telephone systems to the cloud, and you should too. ESI eCloud PBX has everything you need. Features like work from anywhere, video calls, and advanced security tools make ESI eCloud PBX one of the best choices for any business. Opt out of the high cost of your traditional phone system and move to the cloud. Sign up for an online demo at nsgdv.com and get your system activated at no charge. Network Services Group. One call does it all. Happy Hour is back at Twin Peaks Monday through Friday from 2 to 7. Score sweet deals like dollar off wine, liquor, cheap shots, and freezing cold 29 degree draft brews. Select apps available for $2, 4 and $6. Night Owls come back for awesome specials late night. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. 
Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. It's Justin Ankery, and I'm reminding you that CertiPro is the only option when it comes to interior or exterior painting, as far as I'm concerned. Having used them a number of times over the years, I'm about to get them on a new project. I got a new deck installed and about to get them to stain it and seal it and protect it for the future. That's what it's about. It's an investment in your future with CertiPro Painters. You want to improve curb appeal, you want to improve the livability of your home, and you want to do it with people you trust who live locally right there in your community, then CertiPro Painters is the answer. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Do you have a car that was damaged beyond repair during the storm with no insurance or liability on it? Asher Record Service will remove your car and store it for two weeks with no charge to you. Call 562-2293 or email asherrecord at gmail.com for details. Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that damn jukebox On 1037 The Buzz. Friday show. We're getting ready for the weekend and just got two segments left and it's been flying by really fast but having fun doing it that is for sure as uh, we're getting ready for Razorback baseball and and I was going to say basketball but uh, who knows there'll probably be some basketball news that'll start breaking at some point in time too uh, here in a little bit with the transfer portal it's always ongoing but uh, still it's been a lot of fun uh, being able to uh, have so many things going on in the sports world whether it's locally or nationally, but uh, it's always a very good time. And want to also tell everybody about Guatney Chevrolet, and we know that uh, we've had so many different l- relief efforts going down here uh, in the central Arkansas, or just across Arkansas in general, and Arkansans are really working hard to bounce back from all the storms, and some people are left without their homes or even their personal vehicles, and in that situation, a person does not have a trade. Therefore, will not receive sales tax credit that they would receive otherwise. But Guadney Chevrolet is helping with that. Because this month they are paying the sales tax on all vehicles sold in April. New or pre-owned. Does not matter. Every single vehicle that will be sold with Guadney Chevrolet, the sales tax will be paid for by Guadney. And in addition to that, any resident of Pulaski, Cross, or Lono County will receive an additional $1,000 rebate on any new Chevrolet if they have active storm damage insurance claim on their current vehicle. And with sales tax paid and 0% on the new Silverados right now, which, trust me, I'm a Chevy Silverado guy. I drove up my vehicle from Guatney today, and it is a great drive, whether it's in the city or whether it's on the road. Now is the perfect time to buy. So see Guatney Chevrolet at the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville, and I promise you won't be disappointed because any time that you are over at Guatney Chevrolet, they got great sales staff and obviously great service. But with these deals... You won't find anybody that's doing more and doing it better, especially with the new vehicles, pre-owned vehicles, and everything they have there on the lot. So check them out today at Guadney Chevrolet, 1301 TPY Drive. Also, check them out online at GuadneyChevrolet.com. You can shop their inventory and see all the different vehicles they have available. Again, Guadney Chevrolet and GuadneyChevrolet.com. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been fun just uh, going through all the, all the different stuff for today and you know, I was uh, I was thinking about it too, Joe. With uh, you know, with people that have been chiming in and in the, in the different messages and, and everything that we got. That it was funny. We were talking about running backs and uh, looking at some of the the most fun pe- ones that people have watched or people have had. But we had somebody uh, on Twitter, at least, named Derek. He says that. Uh, and I, again, I kept trying to see if he was trolling because I was going through it. He obviously is listening to our show, 
But uh, he tweeted and said that he says, you guys say Derek McFadden was the most fun or the best, or you say you the most fun running back or the style running back that you enjoyed watching. I say that Derek McFadden wasn't even the best running back in Razorback history. How about that take? How about that take? So who did he say? I asked him, and he hasn't responded. <laughs> so I, I don't know. But I'm, I'm very curious to know of who he would have uh, on his list at number one at the running back position at Arkansas if Derek McFadden's not number one. Because to me, Derek McFadden's the greatest Razorback football player of all time. And even at the running back position, which is saying something, because Arkansas had a lot of great running backs, I, I would just be hard-pressed to think that there's somebody which is not any sort of knock against them. It's more just of a compliment towards McFadden where that dude's number one. And I, I just don't know how you could say that a guy who's a back-to-back Heisman Trophy runner-up and back-to-back Doak Walker winner and uh, you know All-American, all the accolades come along with it. I just don't know how you couldn't say that he was one of, if not the best, no, he is the best running back that Arkansas has ever had. So keep it updated. Yeah, uh, well accomplished. <laughs> the accomplishments are there. They speak for themselves. But there's been a lot of great Razorback players in, in the history of football. So it's almost like we talk about with these GOAT conversations. It's hard to nail it down and just say that this player, hands down, was the best ever because – uh, a lot of times people are speaking as far as players that they saw, and so some of the players they may not have seen. But he's definitely one of the most accomplished and one of the best athletes ever to play football. But there have been great football players and great athletes, and uh, what determines a great athlete is he could have played a number of positions. We saw that he played running back, but... When they were running the wild hog, he would throw from that and play the quarterback position. And also, coming into Arkansas, he really wanted to play defense. He wanted to play safety. So he was a very versatile player. And some of those players that are really athletic, that can do things like that, that adds to their overall ability and the way that people see them as being some of the best players ever. Oh, yeah, because with what certain players can do once they get on campus, I mean, Derrick Fowler was a five-star player, so it's not like no, he came out of nowhere and no one knew what he was going to be. But, you know, when you got a versatile player that can do offense and defense and he's listed as an athlete when he's on the recruiting services, it's kind of like, well, you know he's a very gifted athlete, but will he find one spot that he'll be able to excel in? And he obviously did at the running back spot. But it's always fun to play that game. You know, what if, what, what would it have looked like if Darren McFadden played defense instead of offense? Well, I think that it, you probably would have saw something similar where he would have been an incredible player, all-American player, and uh, probably uh, a guy that uh, looks upon as one of the greatest defensive players to ever play at Arkansas because that's the type of gifted athlete that he was, no matter if it was offense or defense. He was just going to excel no matter what the position was, but it still would have been fun to see what he could have done at the defensive spot and uh, seeing if maybe uh, he could have uh, really uh, put a hurting on some guys, especially making some tackles in open field too. Yeah, that would have been interesting, but we know what he was. We know what his career turned out to be, and uh, he deserves to be celebrated for the great player that he was. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yes, I just said I love it. Also uh, from the 870, uh, on our first Arkansas Bank Trust text line, it says Arkansas versus Tennessee in SEC game in 2023 would be great. I guess he's talking about football. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, football. That's that's what it okay. sounds like. Okay, that's it. But they're not playing each other this year. That that's uh, why he said it would be great if, if it was happening. Oh, it would be great. Oh, okay. That's say I was saying they're not playing, but you no, know, it would be it would be great because that's what I was bringing up with Kane, man. I'm like. Arkansas and Tennessee have a lot of similarities, even though they don't want to admit it. Like they're where they're they're good and they're they're good in most sports. They're they're very uh, competitive and they have a lot of expectations in all the sports. And they're passionate and they have a fan base that is angry and with a chip on their shoulder all the time. And uh, you know they they have some similarities in that regard. And also, I'm not saying that Tennessee is the only major school in that state, but because of the way that the state is set up. And knowing now, you know, you got Knoxville, which is so far over to the east side of the state, it's kind of like its own little state, if you will, because of the amount of talent and the amount of recruiting and, you know, the sizable cities, not only in the state of Tennessee, but right there in North Carolina and, and in Georgia, too. So 
Yeah, I think that any time that these two teams could face off against each other in SEC play, football, basketball, baseball, softball, whatever sport it is, it's going to be a lot, a lot of entertainment and a lot of drama and a lot of energy surrounding it, too. It does seem to be really competitive any time they get together. Think about the past couple of seasons. At the end of basketball season, Arkansas had to take on Tennessee towards the end of the back- basketball season, and it didn't necessarily go well for Arkansas. But that ramps it up even more when you think about that – this is a team that's standing in front of us to keep us from getting to where we want to be, and it's like that on both sides. Yeah, yeah it makes for the drama, makes for the energy uh, to be uh, that much more fun and that much more noticeable as well. Uh, just a few minutes left, though. Let's go ahead and jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog updates, we know Razorback Baseball will be taking on Tennessee in a three-game series starting tonight at Baumwalker Stadium. First pitch at 7 o'clock. You'll be able to hear it right here on 103.7 The Buzz starting at 6.30. Get to hear from Phil Elson and Bubba Carpenter. Tomorrow's game will be at 6 o'clock, and then they'll have Sunday's game at noon. So going to be a great one, and uh, looking forward to seeing how all that plays out. But they're not the only one. That has a series this weekend as Razorback Softball, the number 11 team in the country. They are coming home to have a clash, not in conference play, but still a three-game series nonetheless against UAB at Bogle Park. It's going to happen tonight at 6 p.m. and then tomorrow's at 3 p.m. So what you will do tomorrow, folks, is you go to the spring game at noon, go to the softball game at 3, then go to the baseball game at 6 and cover all your bases where their Sunday series finale will be teeing off at noon as well. So going to be great for the softball team to to get after it and uh, try to bounce back after that loss uh, to UCA. And uh, we know that with the spring football game, uh, there's going to be some, you know, things that they're doing around the game itself. They're going to have concerts. They're going to have Hogtown. They're going to have uh, things that have uh, different free admission when it comes to food trucks. They're going to have those available. They're going to have a, a pep rally, uh, inflatables, a balloon twister. And, which I, you know, what? I never knew that that's what they were called, but that, I guess that makes sense. Uh, caricature artist, face paint. They're going to have a bunch of stuff for the kids and for the family and everybody there sitting around the event at Hogtown. So uh, those of you making the trip up, it looks like the weather is going to be better than what we originally thought, or at least what it was a day ago. So uh, come on out. I know that will be exciting for uh, everybody to not only be a part of those festivities, but also get the chance to see what's going on with the Razorback football team this spring. And uh, I guess it's Sam Pippen's his only second spring game because they didn't have one in 2020, obviously. And then in uh, 2021, it didn't really end up uh, playing out the way it was supposed to. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting one just to see how everything's going along with it. But still, it should be a fun weekend here as part of the Woo Pig weekend at the University of Arkansas and how it all goes down. So we'll have uh, more on that on, Friday, on Monday when we react to it on Reaction Monday. But there is your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. And amazing how these Easy Friday shows fly by so quickly. But that's what we're all for, because the quicker this show goes through, the quicker we get to the weekend. And we just got one segment left here on Out of Bounds, and it's one of our favorites. It's going to be three and out. We'll clean up some headlines, some storylines, things we didn't get into. Close up shop and get you ready for Drive Time Sports here next on Out of Bounds. Stay with us.
Becky Lynch, and many more of your favorite superstars in action. Tickets start at $20. Available now at Ticketmaster. Some people don't do well under pressure. At Northern Tool and Equipment, we do it best. Whether you're spraying down the shop or getting the winter grime off your house, a Northern Tool pressure washer says you're serious about spring cleaning. From an all-electric power horse to a Honda-powered North Star, we'll help you build your perfect cold or hot water package with all the chemicals, attachments, and everything you need for the job ahead. Northern Tool and Equipment. We're made for this. Come see us in-store or shop online at northerntool.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros makes automotive service and tire buying simpler, always treating customers like family. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros is family-owned and operated, built on honesty and friendly service. Stop in today to shop our wide selection of Continental and General Tires, all backed by a nationwide warranty. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, service like your daddy used to get. Stop in today or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Greenway is your local source for John Deere equipment and implements. Now, we've made finding the perfect piece of equipment even easier. Shop our tractor packages online at gogreenway.com. Till deeper with our down-to-earth package. Or save big with our green saver package. Need something with a little more muscle? Kick it up a notch with Greenway's Get In Gear package. We're here to support the DIYer in you. No matter what project comes your way, Greenway has you covered. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we've put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See Gary Elmore in Lonoak, Todd Matthews in Benton, or Lawrence Forrester in Cabot today. At Bale Chevy, we know the best part of working and living in Arkansas is getting to take care of the people that we consider friends and family, the people that help us make this community something to be proud of. We also believe it's not just about selling somebody a car. It's about helping them make the life they want possible. We are here for you, Arkansas. Come help us make it even better at Bale. Shop Bale Chevrolet and BaleChevrolet.com today. Find new roads. User-friendly. It's a term that's thrown around a lot in today's business and tech climate. Hmm, wonder what a user-not-so-friendly world would be like. Okay, so I just enter her employee ID here and... Ha ha, wrong button again. You are not smart. At the payroll company, our iSolved platform is the user-friendly tech you need for things like a one-click payroll preview and the ability to review and process payroll from any device. You are being too friendly. Yeah. We know. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. What's up, everyone? It's Christian Weaver from The Zone. Monday on the show, we'll be recapping a big weekend on sports on the Hill and nationally. Arkansas versus Tennessee, Arkansas softball, Arkansas the football spring game, and also the NBA playoffs. We'll give our game balls and jock straps for the weekend that was. Bubba Carpenter will join us thanks to Johnson's Home Center in Benton to help us break down the Arkansas versus Tennessee matchup. And, of course, in the final hour, we'll have entertainment and birthdays. It's all that and much more Monday in The Zone, where sports and entertainment come crashing together. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into, but a few of little sports news and uh, dealing with the NBA is the Pistons have received permission to interview Milwaukee Bucks associate head coach Charles Lee, who is one of the leading candidates in the franchise's search for a new coach. Uh, he's been there with Boonholzer for nine seasons, including the past four with the Bucks. 
and uh, he's somebody that everybody's been looking at, but don't know if he's going to take the job or if he's going to be hired as a job, but it looks like at least the Pistons are trying to find somebody to be able to spark that franchise because, man, they've come on some tough times over the past couple of decades, but uh, getting somebody who's with the Milwaukee Bucks and who's coached a championship and as well as some other things, too, uh, wouldn't be the worst move in the world, but it looks like that's the direction that they're trying to go. Rory McIlroy was fined $3 million for skipping the RBC Classic this week, RBC Heritage, uh, and it is one of the mandatory events. This is one of the agreements that the PGA Tour players came to about playing in more events and uh, and just participating in so many altogether, and this is, one of the, this is the second time that Rory has opted out, and because of that, he faced the fine, and... Uh, he has a pool of about 12 mil, so this is going to take 3 mil from that 12 that he was going to get. Yeah, I saw that too, and at first I thought it was just he was missing out on $3 million. But then once I started looking at it, I was like, no, 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 he didn't miss out on it. He got fined it. Like that's, that is, uh, that's something that gets him uh, $3 million, which I'm sure he'll be able to be fined. But, man, that's would be a nice little chunk of change there if you could have it in your pocket. Uh, I thought this was a pretty funny thing. We know Urban Meyer, that whole guy, then what everything that went down with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the disaster that it was. But still, uh, no doubt, was the most successful, or at least one of the most successful college football coaches you would ever see winning national championships, not only at Florida, but also at Ohio State. Well, uh, he was in a, an interview, and they were asking him just about his time at Ohio State and everything. And one of the funny things that he brought up was that in, when he was at Ohio State, he hired a coach who his only job was to just watch Michigan year-round. That was nothing else. No other scouting, no other teams he would watch. Just watch Michigan, watch them year-round, and report back. And then Urban Meyer went 7-0 against him. Now, I'm not saying that the coach that he had watching him was the only reason why, but certainly gives you at least a little bit of an idea that maybe, just maybe, uh, he knew what it was going to take to try to beat him, and getting somebody who's designated to beating them and beating your rival is always going to keep you employed at Ohio State if you're able to beat that team up north. D and Jimmy Haslam, who own the Cleveland Browns, they had reached an agreement to purchase about 25% of the Milwaukee Bucks for $3.5 billion. That sale has been approved by the NBA governors, so they are now proud owners of not only the Cleveland Browns, but a 25% stake into the Milwaukee Bucks. So I thought it was a, a great thing with, uh, <laughs> with Gilbert Arenas, which I, I love Gilbert Arenas. And uh, it's always funny to where, he, you know, basketball players come up with idea, but he came up with an idea to install a make-it-take-it home court rule for the playoffs where you play at home until you lose. No two-game splits or anything like that. Better seed starts the series at home still, so you start there. But if you lose game one at home, game two now belongs to the other team. When I first saw that, I'm like, okay, that's dumb. But then I started thinking about it more. I was like, you know, that actually might be kind of fun. There's no way that I don't think that would ever be installed or ever would happen. But I at least appreciate the innovation and the creativity from Gilbert Arenas. A couple of celebrities that are dealing with some issues here lately. Drake Bell. It was reported by Daytona Beach Police that he was considered missing here a couple of days ago on April 12th. And uh, they did post an update where they said at this time we can confirm that he is safe, but they didn't give any details as to what went into it before or what happened in the past couple of days where he was considered missing. But they can confirm that he is now safe. And also, Jamie Foxx was uh, dealing with a medical emergency that was said to be serious, but uh, all indications are that he will be fine, but he's going to remain in the hospital for the next couple of days. So you don't know, we don't know what happened with Jamie Foxx, we just know it was a, a medical emergency and now he's fine? Like yeah, yeah. Ne- we well, okay. with Jamie Foxx, they just said it was a serious condition. They didn't give any right. details. They didn't give any details as to what was happening with Drake Bell, but... According to reports, in both cases, both of them should be fine. I guess that's the that's the best part about it is that they will be fine. So that's good. Uh, I don't understand this. So Daily Mail, which you know is, it's a it's a news source and all that, but uh, they did this report about Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson's 85 years old, and he he's not somebody that goes out in the public anymore. In fact, uh, a few months ago, the New York Post re- uh, Post reported that some of Jack Nicholson's fa- friends fear that. 
he's going to become a recluse so much so that he'll end up dying alone. But anyways, Daily Mail comes out and they say, uh, Jack Nicholson, 85, looks disheveled on L.A. balcony as he's been seen for the first time in two years. And I see that and I'm like, my man is 85 years old. He's an actor. He just likes to live at home and alone. And like, for, and I'm like, what? What are you expecting the the man to do? He's 85. Like, who? What 85 year old man isn't coming out after waking up? By the way, because it was in the morning. After waking up, that doesn't look disheveled. Heck, I look disheveled when I'm waking up at early in the morning. So anyway, it just I just hate stuff like that that gets put out. And I'm like, dude, he's 85 years alone. Let the man be and leave him alone and just let him be the guy he wants to be because he's had a great acting career and a lot of money. And I'm sure he really doesn't care about what anybody else says either. Ice-T's wife, Coco Austin, she was posting on TikTok. She's on several social media platforms. But the content that she was posting on TikTok was said to be too sexy. So instead, she's going to shift a lot of that content to OnlyFans. And so she went on TikTok and she promoted her OnlyFans. She said on her OnlyFans page, she can keep it sexy. Be sure to follow me. And she got several comments saying, Batty alert, thick thigh Thursday. Coco keep winning so pretty everybody was pleased but it was said to be a little bit too sexy for TikTok when in doubt only fans that needs to be the phrase when in doubt just do only fans uh, this was a, a cool little idea which you know of course people who like flying or don't like flying but Air New Zealand is adding bunk beds to their economy section and hoping that other airlines will catch on it's a pod concept which uh, they're going to debut next year but they're remodeling their current wide-body planes as well as their Boeing 787s where they're going to have bunk beds and where you can sleep and it'll be something to where there'll be six available for the cattle class passengers as well for long flights and it's not just about first class it's about everybody so uh, if it ends up being successful you may see other airlines and other airplanes start to follow suit too another flight story there was a passenger going from Portugal to Ireland so an international flight there. He was the only passenger on the flight. Now, there have been occasions where this has happened, but uh, he posted on there along with the, the flight crew, but he was the only passenger on the flight, and it looked like he and the flight crew were having a good time. Uh, also, uh, folks, just as a reminder, I saw this. You know, we're always talking about tax day and tax time, and a- April 15th is always the day. Well, apparently, I didn't know this. I really didn't, but uh, this year... It's April 18th is the tax year because it falls because the 15th falls on a Saturday. So you should be good to go there until the 18th for those of you who haven't had your taxes done yet. German officials seized a, a cooler full of cooked bats, and this was near the border in Belgium. And uh, so the question becomes, why were these bats cooked and who was going to eat them? Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow. Or I shouldn't say tomorrow because we're not doing it. How about next Monday instead? And you better stay tuned, folks, because we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. A crazy month last month. March, Mitch oh. making us take all that money off them trucks. Oh, Ryan, Mitch said 8000 off. Man, maybe this yeah, month will be a lot smoother. Oh, Gosh. Yeah. Hey, guys, I got an idea to make it $10,000 off this month. How? We need extra trade-ins, right? With $2,000 trade-in incentives, you get $10,000 off all-new 23 Ram Bighorn trucks in stock. If you don't believe us, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Check us out online.